Grab your Bibles, if you would, and uh, just turn with me to, to the book of Proverbs, will you? Let's just turn there. I know a lot of the message uh, we'll, we'll have up on the screen, the scriptures and stuff, but just in case there's somewhere you want to turn to, grab the notes in front of you. Um, if you could grab those out of the seat and maybe grab a pen, there's some fill in the blanks. Let's follow those today. I, I, I know um, you're going to laugh when I say this, but it's a pretty short message. It really is. It's, it's, so just listen quick. It's uh, kind of uh, some, but just a reminder tonight, whether you have kids in public schools or not, um, I want to encourage you, would you join us at Northridge High School just on the patio out in front of the main entrance? Uh, whether you have kids there or not, um, if, particularly if you're from one of the townships that feed the Middlebury schools, would you come and join us tonight as we intercede and as we pray, as we worship? Something happens when you just begin to worship and God's presence, is, we're just made so much more aware of it. So we pray as we intercede. I know there's a lot of different churches, different people are going to be joining us. But I really would love to see you out there 5 o'clock. Give the kids a couple snacks, bring them with you or whatever. And, and that just made for about an hour, worship, prayer, literally just walking on the grounds of, of the, the school system. And so it's going to be uh, good stuff. All right. So Proverbs, title of my message today is I'm so angry. I'm so angry. Angry. I know most of you have never dealt with anger. But isn't it something how much God loves us? He loved us so much that he, he, he inspired a, a whole book of the Old Testament just to give us wisdom. He's like, you're going to need some wisdom in your life. You're going to need to know how to deal with some practical, some things happening in your life. And so I'm going to inspire some people to, to write a, a book that's completely full of what? Wisdom. And if, if we live our lives according to the, 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 the book of Proverbs and that wisdom, if we live our, our lives are going to be so much easier. And so, and so he, he, he wrote this, and, and there's some specific things that he shared with us on the, on the thought of anger. Now, I'm, I'm really excited that I get to preach to you on anger because it gives me a great opportunity to push back on something that I never understood. Can you take a look at this picture? Now, I'm just going to tell you, I, I played Little League Baseball. I, I understand. I mean, I know sometimes when you're out there competing and uh, it gets kind of, uh, kind of. I, I'll never forget the, the one time in, in Little League when, when we were a little upset at the umpire. His name was Eli. I, I don't know if he's still around or not, but I, I, I thought he was the meanest umpire in the world. Um, I later met him in real life and he was a pretty nice guy. But put a mask on him and, you know, he's got that pants and, and I... And I remember we were, we were mouthing off. Like, oh, that was a horrible call. I have to have a tennis racket to hit that strike. And we were saying all these things from the dugout. And, and, and all of a sudden, he stopped the game. Time out. He walks over to our dugout. And he looks at us and says, listen here. If I hear one more word from any of you, I'm going to kick the whole team out. And I'm going to start right here. And he pointed right at me. I was like, Eli, not me, not me. Yeah, I was guilty. I know, but I don't quite understand this, and I really have no real point to this, other than I don't really understand this. You're getting paid. I understand that the lowest salary in the Major League Baseball is somewhere around a measly half a million dollars. Somewhere around there. The average, the average salary is around over $4 million, and when you get upset, where in life 
Where in life can you come to the point where, you know what, I'm pretty angry. I realize fastball, 90 mile an hour, past your face. I realize that that's a little uncomfortable. I understand that. But where in real life can you just, you're angry at someone, and so I'm just going to, I'm just going to charge the mound, and I'm going to just try to nail you and knock your teeth out. Where, I mean, can you imagine with me if, if in the, the boardroom of Jayco this week, if, if they all were got together and someone says, that I'm throwing my agenda down, and I'm going to stand up, and they start going out. Can you imagine with me in, in, the, in the town council this week? Can you imagine me in the school board meeting, uh, the school board president standing up and saying, that's it, throws the table over and starts rushing one another and just starts me. Can you imagine? Why are you laughing? Because I, I just don't understand it. So that, that's what I don't understand. Can I, I, I understand there is some anger. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's justified. There's justifiable anger. In fact, I think there's even righteous anger. There's godly anger. We understand that. There are times where it's good, that anger. The question is, how are we going to respond to that? What are we going to do with this anger? If you're in a situation like, uh, like all of us are in in some ways, when you can sit around and just get angry because maybe someone makes a decision to terminate or to kill a, a, a baby inside of their womb. I want to be very careful because there may be some of you here. You've done that before. You've aborted a baby. And, and as Christians, as believers, we can sit around and just get all angry and upset about it. Or we can do something about it. Like over the past nine months, when you've invested over $20,000 in the ministry of Retta, Reason Enough to Act, to help, uh, help moms know there is another way, and there is a way that you can bring that baby to term, and, and you can have that baby and, and um, either keep it, and we'll help coach you, or you can give it to someone who would love to have a, uh, a baby. You see, there's anger that can rise up in you, and you can use it for good. Do you follow me there? There's a righteous anger. But uh, there's, there's got to be a better way of dealing with your anger than throwing things, than shouting, carrying on, hitting people, <laughs> knocking their block off. There are good things that can come out of anger. But unchecked by the Holy Spirit, we all know anger can be disastrous. Now, on the subject of anger, I could use a lot of texts throughout the Scripture but I wanted to stay in the book of Proverbs. So let me just tell you from Proverbs. What do the Proverbs say about anger? The first thing, what does anger do? Here it is. Number one, anger leads us to say reckless things, right? Anger leads us to say reckless things. Look at it. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. How many have said reckless things out of anger? I think all of us have. Now, how many have carried a sword recently? That's what I thought. Most of us, not so much. But if you, if you think about where is it that we're carrying a sword? I mean, your mouth is like a sword, right? I mean, or even what we type on social media. I mean, have you seen some recklessness on there? Have you ever been tempted? Sometimes the best thing that you can do with social media is go ahead, type it out, type it out. I mean the zinger. I mean the thing that you're just, type it out and then just say, Lord, I give this to you and delete it all. Because sometimes, you, most of the time, you create more havoc and more issues than, than you do good. But let's keep moving. Anger leads us to say or do reckless things. The second thing, in your notes, fill this in. Anger leads us to do foolish things. A quick-tempered man does foolish things, and a crafty man 
is hated. If we have a short fuse, a bad temper, we're going to do a lot of dumb, foolish things, right? Well, I can remember one time uh, one of my girls was riding their bike. They were little. They were riding their bike or tricycle something, just riding in the garage, and then they're riding out in the driveway. And just an, a nice day, I was working in the garage doing something. And I had a two-by-four piece of trim, something in my hands. And, and things, well, let me just tell you, things just weren't going right, you know. You've had one of those that just things just weren't going right. And, and, um, and I'm, I'm sure I was completely justified when out of anger, <laughs> I took whatever that was in my head, two by four, whatever it was, and I just kind of just slammed it down on the garage floor. And it made a whack. I mean, it sounded like a gun, a firecracker gun went off, whatever. And I just, uh, and as soon as I did it, I thought, I hope she didn't see me do that. Well, sure enough, she did. Without skipping a beat, she stops her little tricycle, bicycle thing, whatever it was, and she says, well, that wasn't the smartest thing you've ever done. <laughs> and then she just keeps on riding around. Now, at that point, I really probably should have said, honey, you don't, you don't disrespect your father. Don't say things like that. But I probably deserved it. But, but yeah, so, so anger leads us to do foolish things. And maybe you've done things like that or maybe even worse than that, or not as bad as that. But it, we got to understand that. Fourth thing is this, and this is something, uh, excuse me, third thing, third thing. This is the thing that jumped out at me as I was studying this this week. Anger opens the door to sin. Anger opens the door to sin. An angry man, Proverbs 29, 22, an angry man stirs up dissension, and a hot-tempered one commits many sins. Now, obviously, we know that uh, we can be angry and sin not. We understand that. But what you do with that anger is it can real quickly become sinful. It can real quickly become a, a, a sin. When we don't effectively deal with our anger, it boils up in unhealthy ways. We find ourselves saying and doing things that we never imagined possible. Words fly out of our mouths that we never thought we would say. Uncontrolled anger eventually produces some kind of fruit of violence, some kind of a out, uh, just a lashing. And, and note the result of this. Uncontrolled anger opens the door to sin. It doesn't say simply it opens the door to, to problems, but to sin. What does sin do? Unrepentant sin distances us from God. So the question is this. Are you seriously going to repent of your uncontrolled anger, or are you just going to continue to put a Band-Aid on it? I mean, the thing that just jumped out at me about this whole idea of anger is it's more than just I, I've got a, an issue in life. Yeah, that's just kind of the way he is. That's kind of the way she is. She's just hot-tempered. Her dad was that way. His dad was that way. His mom was that way. He grew up seeing his mom do that and fly off, and he just, he, that's just the way he, he is, and we just kind of write it off and make excuses, or, and, and, or, do, or do we just, um, can we just, uh, um, just kind of go right to the, it's sin. When, when, when we refuse to deal 
with our anger issues and the way that anger leads us to say things and do things. Now, let me, let me be straight again. The anger itself, I'm not so sure that that's, that's not the sin. It's what are you going to do with that? It's when you lash out. It's when you, you say things and you lose control. That's when it turns into sin. And sin isn't something we just write off. Come on. Sin is something we confront. And so if, if, if you find yourself often in this place where, where you're, you're flying off the handle and uh, your temper and people would know you as a hot-tempered person, um, that's not a joking matter. It's, it's something that as believers in Jesus Christ, we don't just laugh at, but we confront it. It's a little quiet in here. Let's move on. Number four, anger often damages our relationships. Proverbs 30, verse 33. This one, every time I read this proverb, it just makes me kind of cringe. First, churning the milk produces butter. Okay. As twisting the nose produces blood... So stirring up anger produces strife. Twisting of the nose. <laughs> stirring up anger produces strife, quarrels, arguments. We say and do things we shouldn't. Opening up the doorways to other sins. As a result, we affect our most important relationships. Often the ones we love the most. Am I right? Anger damages our relationships stirs up strife anger that isn't handled correctly in a godly manner that isn't stifled it's in and, and, and we just we burst it affects our relationships fifth thing is this anger leads to a life of consequences a hot-tempered man must pay the penalty if you rescue him you'll have to do it again this is talking about tough love there's a penalty to uncontrolled anger. And if we're always bailing out people, excusing them, um, we're not helping them. You can rescue him or you can let him wallow in the life he or she has created with their anger problem and let them deal with the consequences. That's not easy. But for some of us, that's the best thing we could do to someone. Well, they just have that. Well, they, just, well, they, they have something. We have something we need to deal with. In anger, festered, and left, left uh, uh, it, it causes consequences, and, and some of those consequences are not fun. So, everything I just said, you probably already knew. Let's go to this. How can I deal with my anger? Scott, okay, I have an anger issue. A little angry with you bringing it up today. A little angry, I came to church today to be fed, be encouraged. And I'm just a little angry right now that you're causing me. I know it. I know. Listen, <clears throat> every one of us in this room, the times when we know that we've, we've, we've angered and, um, and we sinned. <laughs> you know, we, we didn't sin not. We sinned. Um, we hate that about ourselves. I've never met one hot-tempered person that was proud of it. I mean, and maybe someone who's just like completely lost, they have no desire to follow Christ or whatever, but I've never met one person come up to me and say, I just love it when I get in my wife's face and I scream at her. Man, it does something to me. A couple of games ago, uh, about once a year, I, I try to go to a football game at Notre Dame, and, and uh, we're sitting by, the kids and I were at this one, um, and Megan, and, and we're, we're sitting there next to a guy. I mean, like, 
veins in his neck almost popping out. Ask him that face coming. Come on, you got and as soon as he was out, he turned. So yeah, I'm from Ohio and I live around. <laughs> but I just like so the anger bursting and it's not something that we're proud of. How can I deal with my anger, Scott? Okay, here's what Proverbs says. Here's what God's wisdom says. The number one thing is this, or the, the first thing I'll say. And by the way, on your notes, some of this, the, uh, I noticed the notes continue on at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. If that's going to bother you, just change it to a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, okay? Just the way that, thank you, Microsoft Word. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, so, number one, choose to control it. Easy for you to say, Scott. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 11. A fool gives full vent to his anger. A who does? A fool. But a wise man keeps himself under control. You say, I can't do this. I'm a redhead. I'm Irish. Give me some lucky charms. I, I, I can't. I, I just, I grew up seeing this. This is all I've ever known. I, I, I'm just a hot, I just, I can't control. Well, I'm glad you can come to that point because every one of us have sin issues that we can't control. That's why we need a Savior. That's why we need Jesus who came down, lived amongst us for some 30-some years, and he died on the cross, and he rose again to give us resurrection power to overcome our sin. Are you with me? Listen, for, for me to roll over and say, well, I know that's a sin in my life. I know that that's an issue in my life, but I just, I can't, I, I just, I'm kind of just, it's just the way I'm going to be. Well, that's, what, what that is, 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 is that me, that's me saying that God's power is strong enough, I guess. And everything within the word of God says, I'm not saying it's not a battle. Listen to me. I'm not saying it's not a battle. It's not a fight. But listen, God has all the power you need to control your issues with anger. What, just, just think about this, though. You say, I, I can't control it. Have you ever been around someone when they're angry, they're mad, and they're just going off, blah, 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 and then the phone rings? What happens? Click, hello? <laughs> Are you busy? Oh, no, I'm just sitting here having a pleasant conversation. You can't control it. We can't control it. The truth of the matter is we can. And with God's strength and with God's help, and as we submit this to God, and we realize this is an issue we must deal with, he can give us strength to get through it and control it. Note that it doesn't say don't get angry. Listen, every one of you, you're going to get angry. There are some things that's, okay, we know there's justified. But there's some things, too, maybe it's not even justified, but you're going to find yourself getting all angry about and all worked up. With it. The question is, what are you going to do with that anger? Wise person, a fool, just vents his anger. Gets on social media. Blah, 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 blah. But a wise man keeps himself under control. A wise man says, you know what? I want to spout off. I want to vent but I'm just going to keep it to myself, which really leads us to number two. And this is maybe one of the biggest things that all of us could take from today. Overlook some things. Fill that in, will you? Just overlook some things. Proverbs 19.11, a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. Not everything that goes wrong is worth getting angry over. Now, let me just clarify. I, I shouldn't have to clarify, but let me clarify. If it's a sin issue in someone's life, 
uh, beyond anger. Whatever. I mean, I'm not saying just, oh, just ignore it, pretend like it's not there. No, let's confront a brother or sister in, in love to, with a goal of restoring them to, to salvation and to right relationship with the Lord. So understand that. But there are some things, it's just, the best thing you can do is just like, uh, I'm not even going to let that get at me. I'm just going to overlook an offense. If there's ever been an opportunity to be offended, it's been in the past year and a half, right? I mean, just last night, I was hearing a story of someone who got offended because there was people that offended them over a mass thing and the whole bit. I'm just, and I found myself getting angry because someone was offended because of offense that happened because others were offended. And I was like, why am I even offended? Why am I even reading this? Why am I even processing this? There are some things the best thing you and I can do is just move on. Move on. Let it go. No, let it go. Just overlook it. Not everything that goes wrong is worth getting angry over. This is one of the biggest issues um, that I think we have in our current uh, state of, of life is that um, no matter where you fall on whatever issue, there's going to be someone that you can get to agree with you and someone who for surely is not going to agree with you. And, and let's do this. Um, don't take offense against somebody. If they've got a different view, it's fine for you to speak up your view and, and do it in respect. But, but here's the deal. Some things, some things just aren't, aren't even worth the conversation. Your neighbor mows their lawn this way and you think you, you, they should go this way. Why does that irritate you? Why does that allow you to get angry? I mean, something like that. I, I, I'm just tossing it out there. What are some things that you just, you find yourself getting angry over and it's just like, man, in the office, people you work with, they do little things and, and why, why does that get you angry? Why do you allow that? I think that the best, the best place is, is your spouse. I mean, I, I don't understand people who say, well, my wife and I, my husband and I, we never fight. I, I'm just like, you're a liar. <laughs> you may never fight, but I can tell you, you probably should, because if you're not passionate enough to, to confront and talk through things and whatever, then maybe something's not going on the best there. Because listen, uh, there are always going to be opportunities for you to get offended by your spouse. It's, it's always going to be there. By close friends, if you're not married, by close friends and others, people you work with. And what I'm saying is sometimes the best thing you can do is just let it go. Don't gossip about it. Don't talk about it. Just let it go. The question isn't, are you big enough to do something about a wrong? The question is, are you big enough to just let it go? Think about that. Seek to exercise forgiveness towards others and overlook some offenses. Because the truth of the matter, aren't you glad that people have looked past some of your issues? Uh, maybe you're not like me and you are perfect, but um, aren't you glad that others often overlook things in your own life? And this is easier said than done. Let's go to the third thing. Respond with gentle words. How can I deal with my anger? Respond with gentle words. Proverbs 15.1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Some of you, when you do a spiritual gift test, like our students, I think it was this past Wednesday or the Wednesday before, they were going through doing a spiritual gift test in our Wednesday night youth service, and Jeremy and 
Jenna will lead them through that, and all the life group leaders are discussing it and spiritual gifts, whatever. And some of you, like, if you're taking a spiritual gift test, you, you'd be looking at it, and you'd be flipping through, flipping through, flipping through. I'm, I, I know I, I, there's a gift in here somewhere, a gift of sarcasm. I don't know, a gift of healing, sarcasm, quick-wittedness. I mean, you're just looking, because you're so gifted at that. <clears throat> it's not a spiritual gift. Sarcasm is not a spiritual gift, but some of us are so good at it. Can I, can I just encourage you, the, the next time, and, and it's going to happen this week, so let's just, let's apply this right now. This week, maybe yet today, maybe tomorrow, it's going to happen. Someone's going to do something that's going to make you angry. So here's, here's what's our response going to be. This is what you do, ready? This week, think of that thing that's making you angry. Think of it as a fire. Okay, the fire is happening. That's a fire. It's also all the people. Here's the steeple. <laughs> They're on fire! Hallelujah! <laughs> Jeremy's going to get up and dance. When, when they announced the ice cream for free, he got up and started doing a dance over here. That was something else. I'm glad I got to see that. Here's the fire. Imagine you're angry at somebody. They're angry at you. Somehow there's anger. There's a, what are you going to do with it? You got two buckets. There's a fire. You got two buckets. One bucket of gasoline one bucket of water. How are you going to respond? You're going to pour gasoline on it? Stir it up. Stir, a harsh word stirs up anger. Or are you going to take some water and put it out? That's wisdom from God right there. Think about that. Allow the Lord to renew your mind on this. Because some of you, you're really good at popping back the smart aleck answer or something. That It does nothing to calm things. I'm not saying we pretend that there's not an issue. Let's deal with the issue. But let's do it in a, in a more calm manner, in a way that we can really get something constructive done instead of stirring up the fire. Fourth thing, here it is. You become who you hang with. I wasn't even sure how to say that better, but Proverbs 22, look at it. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate one easily angered. Or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. I like the, the message paraphrase version of this. Don't, it's not even a version, but it's the paraphrase. Don't hang out with angry people. Don't keep company with hotheads. Bad temper is contagious. Don't get infected. Can I just toss out just some wisdom for those of you who are still single? Maybe you're dating someone or you're thinking about dating or whatever it is. If you find yourself dating someone who's a hothead, think twice about marrying them. Now, I'm not saying that, um, that this would be a, a definite no-no. Uh, I'd be close to it, though. If, I, if you were my daughter or my son and, and you were dating someone that was a hothead, we need to get that person to deal with this issue. Because if you think that it's going to get better, it's not unless they submit that to Jesus. Let's use wisdom here, though, for ourselves. Let's not talk about others. Let's talk about ourselves. Let's be careful when we choose who we hang around, who we spend the most time with. You become like the people you hang around. Seek to stay around and build friendships with those who can control their temper. You say, well, Scott, I'm already married to the hothead. My husband, I mean, just like that. Don't we feel like at any minute he could just go off with well, this could be a whole other message on marriage, and maybe we'll deal with it sometime. But the biggest thing I can tell you is this, is go to prayer. Do we believe in prayer or not? I mean, really, just go to prayer. You say, Scott, I, I got to have something more than that. That's all I got for you right now. 
is go to prayer, begin to pray and ask the Lord to move in that person's life, in that situation. Ask the Lord to humble them. Ask the Lord to do something. I hope you're already praying for your husband. I hope you're already praying for your wife. Just add that to the list and say, God, this is really annoying me. This is, I need you to give me grace to deal with this or wisdom to confront it or um, show me when I should say something, when I shouldn't, but you trust the Holy Spirit to do his work. You say, well, my, my husband's not even saved, doesn't even follow the Lord. Is anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Let's trust him. Let's have faith. Let's believe. Okay. Number five, the final thing is this. Allow patience to be developed. Proverbs 16, 32. Better a patient man than a warrior, a man who controls his temper than one who takes a city. Look at this in context. This wisdom isn't every man ought to be a ninny. (laughs) Every man that follows God ought to be a ninny, ought to be a weakling, not a warrior. No, it's not saying that at all. It's saying in the context of what we're talking about here, specifically a a man who controls his temper in this this thought process is one that's better than going out there and taking on a city and destroying the wall and taking down the enemy. Woohoo! But if if he can't even control his temper with his wife or with his children or at the workplace, listen, God knows you're never going to be perfect. None of us will be. None of us will be. But as a rule, just think about it. If, if, if people around you at work, if, if all of us, hey, what if today we had a special video to close out today's message? Everyone you work with is going to tell us all about you and your temper issues right here. In fact, we just asked them a simple question. Here's the thing. Does this person have a temper? Does this person, is he a hothead? Is she a hothead? Here they are. What would they say? Now, and there might be other things. All of us have issues that are kind of our issue that we need to deal with, sin issues that we need to deal with. So if, if your temper, being a hothead is one of them, here's really where God wants you to go. Better a patient man than a warrior. Better a patient man or woman who controls his temper than one who takes the city. Understand this. Patience doesn't come on your own. It comes from God. Can I remind you the fruit of the Spirit? Galatians chapter 5. Self-control is one of those. Uh, um, uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, forbearance, kindness, gentleness, self-control. All these things. These are the, when you get saved, understand this. When you submit your life to Christ, when you give your life to Christ, you get those things. They're in you through Jesus Christ. And so what we need to pray is, God, I realize that I have all the patience I need. But Lord, help that to come out as a fruit in my life. Help me to live out patience the way that you would have me to live it out. So here's the question. Are you a hothead? (laughs) I am so angry. If I ask people, now let me turn this around. If you ask people that I work with, even more importantly, if, I, if you asked my wife and you asked my kids, is Scott a hothead, what would they say? I'm not looking for answers. Everyone just be, it's kind of rhetorical. People that you work with, people that you come in contact with on a regular basis, they see you 
good, bad, and the other. What would they say about you? No, more important than what they would say is, what does the Lord say? Can I throw something out again? Proverbs 29, 22. An angry man stirs up dissension, and a hot-tempered one commits many sins. Many sins. Our anger can very easily lead us into sin. That's why it's so important that we take the wisdom that we're hearing from the word of the Lord today and we apply it. This won't be on the screen, but let me tell you, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Be angry. Oh, I can do that. I'm glad the Lord put that in the Bible. <laughs> be angry and do not sin. Anger is not a sin. It's what we do with that anger. It says, don't let the sun go down on your anger and give an opportunity to the devil. The, the old way that, I don't know if King James or whatever it was, but don't give a foothold to the devil. Don't give the foothold to the devil in your life there. In fact, later on in verse 31, Ephesians chapter 4 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander <coughs> excuse me, be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Listen, the world would say, the worldly way of looking at this is say, Hey, anger, it's the way you're made, it's just the way you are. Just, you know, do your best, but just what God's word for us to say would be today. What God's word says is, hey, it can very easily lead to sin, so let's, let's deal with it. Let's allow the Lord. How do I do that? Well, it, it starts with you and I just taking that right now and just giving it to the Lord in prayer. Say, God, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to work this. I, I, I don't know how to deal any further with this in my life. But I know that there's times when... I don't know what led you to be so angry. I don't know if it's something that happened in your childhood. And you've, you've just got, you've been angry ever since. In fact, people that knew you as a child would say, he was an angry child, she was an angry child. Listen, maybe you're mad at God. Maybe you're mad at a parent. Someone who was an authority over you did something, took advantage of you. I'm not, I'm not lessening that hurt, that pain. But I do believe this, is that if we ask the Lord to help us to uproot that hurt and that pain that now is expressing itself in anger, God can heal you. God can deliver you. There is hope in Christ. Amen?